0: Armchair.
1: There's something I'll say. There's something kind of yee about a kid that's never played baseball. <laughs> we have been hoodwinked, bamboozled, and flat out deceived.
2: Why did you get so drunk?
1: You got drunk. <laughs> I'm just really exhausted. What's in that cup? I'm a coax. Do you have any idea how important <laughs> you, you are? <laughs> really, this, you is you this
2: is what you're
1: doing, Chief. What you do what you want to do tonight?
2: The same thing we do every night. Try to take over the world. 106 miles to Chicago.
0: We got a full tank of gas, half a pack of cigarettes. It's dark, and we're wearing sunglasses.
1: Hit it. Armchair.
3: YouTube Live. Radio
1: station. The radio station you can call your own. Listeners like
2: about our station. I like everything.
3: It's always on my radio. We never stop the music, except for now when I talk. You're listening to Braves Country with Mac McGee and the Armchair Quarterbacks. We're here live weekdays, 3 p.m. Eastern to 5 p.m. Eastern. WQEE 99.1 FM, the Key, and simulcasting on YouTube.com forward slash. At Braves Country, your first choice for Southern sports. Good afternoon. I'm Mac McGinn. I don't know much, but I know one thing. Things are moving in a flight in the National Football League. Y'all going to have to bear with me on YouTube. I got to put my glasses on. Things are getting down, baby.
1: Armchair Community Access Channel. He's
3: the armchair
1: quarterback. He's full of beer and he's full of snacks. The
3: Hey, howdy, hi, and how the hell are you? I am doing absolutely fantastic. The only way this day could be better is if the Braves game wasn't in a rain delay. It is currently in a rain delay. The Atlanta Braves lead six to five, and they called. I figured they would. They, they don't normally do long rain delays during spring training, so the Atlanta Braves win today, six to five. Uh, didn't get a chance to watch a whole lot of it, but was following along. Eli White hit two home runs today. How about that? Eli White. So he's making his bid to make the team. Marcelo Zuna went two for three, and he had a couple of doubles, so it's good to see that he still has a pulse. Other than that, uh, Matt Olson went one for three. Brandon shoemaker went, went uh, one for three, two RBIs. I'm telling you right now, it's a name you need to keep an eye on. He probably will not break with the team. They're probably going to want him to go to AAA to stay fresh, but the pressure that is on Vaughn Grissom at this point to perform, if he does not perform in the field, you could see Shoemake come up and take over shortstop, and maybe they move Grissom somewhere else. Uh, I know there's a lot of speculation where they where, where he could go, but he's essentially a second baseman. So either A, you would you would trade him or B, you would see if he could make it in left field, as that is a, a gap for the Braves right now as well. But Brandon shoemaker is, is hitting three thirty three this thing this uh spring. Uh very solid short he doesn't have the upside that Grissom is supposed to have. Uh, Breaking news right now, Broncos reach agreement with tackle Mike McGlinchey, five-year, $87.5 million deal. So they get the tackle from San Francisco, Mike McGlinchey. He's a right tackle. I would think that that's where he'll fit in in Denver. Now, free agency technically begins 4 p.m. Wednesday afternoon. But all of us NFL fans know. Free agency started today at noon when what they call the tampering, and what that means is teams can come to deals with players. They just can't sign on the dotted line until Wednesday. So essentially, it's begun. The only thing that changes here is that a, a guy could, in theory, change you. You haven't seen it many times, but a player or even a even a team could decide that they want to go another direction before they sign the dotted line on Wednesday. But essentially, I think it's brilliant marketing for the National Football League because today, especially to do it for today, this is a day where not a whole lot's going on in the world of sports. Yeah, you've got some hockey, you've got some NBA, but other than that, Folks are gearing up, filling out their brackets, getting ready for bracketology. And we will post the link in a second, but you can go to Braves Country HD either on our Facebook page. It's pinned, it is also pinned to the top of our Twitter page, Braves Country HD. And we are doing a free to enter March Madness bracket. The winner gets a $50 gift card. To fanatics, and it comes at perfect timing because you got the NFL draft, you got Major League Baseball opening day, NBA, NHL, whatever your fancy is, whatever your sport is, go out there and get yourself a brand new ball cap for the new year. Or I think you know, I'm sure, I'm sure shirts can can fall into that fifty dollar range. But but when we were coming up with this idea, the main thing is Major League Baseball opening day hats have, have come out on the market and that'll get you good to go. Most of your hats are around the $40 range. And once you add in shipping that 50 hits, hits the sweet spot. So there you have it. Uh, Braves country. We, we do this every year, some shape or fashion, and uh, hopefully folks will uh, join and join in the fun. Like I said, free to play. You just you're just gonna click the link. They're gonna ask you to fill it out. All, you know, it's it's ran by espn.com, so we don't have to do any of the math. And when we announce the winner after the national title game, the day after the national title game, we'll get into the details. But all you have to do is claim your prize, and we will send you the the uh, gift card. So hopefully, everyone goes to Braves Country HD on Twitter and Facebook, and we're gonna put the put the link in the, uh, in the comment section all week. You have until Thursday morning when the games tip off. So essentially because this show runs three to five, let's just call as we see it. You have until Wednesday to go ahead and sign up because the way they set it up, you don't have to call the playing game, the playing games. They, uh, you you're, if you decide that you think Pittsburgh, Mississippi, State it's going to take a really long run. You're just going to grab the winner of that game and, and push it along. So there you have that. Uh, Jimmy Garoppolo. That's the big, big news in the NFL. If you have not heard that Jimmy Garoppolo is in agreement with the Las Vegas Raiders. So Jimmy Garoppolo is off the board. If you are a Jets fan. Mike White is off the board. He signed a two-year deal with the Miami Dolphins or is signing a two-year deal with the Miami Dolphins. If you are a Jets fan, Jimmy G's gone. Mike White is gone. You've got Zach Wilson, but you're waiting on Aaron Rodgers, and he is dragging his feet because Aaron Rodgers loves the attention. He's a narcissist at the highest level, and he will drag his feet as long as He feels like he can, but what he's doing is he's putting his current franchise, Green Bay and his future franchise who ends whoever it ends up being. We'll just assume the jets. He's putting them behind the eight ball. The longer he drags this out, but this is, this is typical of Aaron Rodgers. If you've been following his career, he's, he's a prima Donna. He's a narcissist. Whatever you want to label him. It's me, 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 me. Look at me. Aren't I pretty? Don't you want me? Eh. You're 40. Not so much. All right. We'll be back in a flash. We come back. The Sarge is with us. Sergeant, Sergeant Tema Swooten. We're going to recap the TPC, talk some Major League Baseball. And if anything breaks, we'll have it right here in the NFL Free Agent Frenzy. Keep it locked in here on 99.1 FM, the key. But, you know, I want to say one thing in all seriousness. I feel sorry for you people that don't drink. I mean it because when you wake up in the morning, that's as good as you're going to feel all day. Armchair. Hey, sports fans. Weekdays 3 p.m. Eastern to 5 p.m. Eastern. Drive time. WQEE. Braves Country is a southern sports talk show with Mac McGee and the Armchair Quarterbacks. That's Braves Country with Mac McGee and the Armchair Quarterbacks. Weekdays, 3 p.m. to 5 p.m. right here on WQEE 99.1 FM.
2: Hey, sports fans, it's Rod Peterson here, host of The Rod Peterson Show, inviting you to join us daily for two hours of Atlanta's funnest sports talk right here on WQEE. I say fun because it is. You've never heard a show like it because we make the listeners a part of the show. Every day between noon and 2 p.m. Eastern, you'll hear plenty of the best sports talk, including the latest on the Falcons, the Braves, and more. And who knows, you might even hear you. That's the Rod Peterson show, daily at noon, right here on WQEE ninety nine point one FM.
1: You're you're talking about a bunch of unproven kids who were in the prom. You know, literally they were in the prom like six months ago at their high school. No, they that weren't because
3: No they weren't because they were, they were a, a <laughs> <Exactly>. they, <laughs>
1: Okay, they were in a <laughs> of promless ten- teenagers. <laughs> if he's, from a, my, state, a,
3: if he's from a big cool ten state they were a if he's from a big ten state he didn't have prom, I can guarantee you that. <laughs> They were at a virtual prom, anyways. So, uh, yeah, it's <laughs> tough for Wisconsin. That's called porn. Down. That's called porn.
1: <laughs> Stop it! They get a um, they get a break this week because I, I got don't a think mess Nebraska to clean up, guys. <laughs> yeah,
3: uh, virtual. Prom. There's my walk off for the day. Thanks, Mac. I gotta yeah, drive my, my keyboard walk-off. out now. Armchair. You are listening to WQEE ninety nine point one FM, the Key in Noonan, Georgia. Home of Braves Country with Mac McGee and the armchair quarterbacks. Weekdays, 3 p.m. Eastern to 5 p.m. Eastern, right here on the key and YouTube.com at Braves Country.
2: At the tone, leave your name and message. I'll get back to you. This is Shirley from the bank. The answers are no, no, and yes. No, we won't loan you money. No, we won't accept any cosigners. And yes, your account's overdrawn. I get off at 4.30. <laughs>
3: Welcome back! Free agent Frenzy. Holy beef jerky Batman. Things are moving and and shaking. By the way, Dominican, Dominican Republic just won 6-1. I know that shocks absolutely nobody. And welcoming on to the show is Sarge! Sergeant Timus Wooten. How are you, my friend? I don't know much, but I know
0: one thing. That Drew Carey's full of crap, man. Cleveland does not rock. Cleveland sucks. I'm stuck in a blizzard in a parking lot right now. If you can see the windows behind me, that white, that ain't the sun, brother. (laughs) I am too Southern for this.
3: (laughs) You chose poorly.
0: (laughs) I'm going to need a spatula to remove me from this seat. It's cold, man.
3: After further review, you choose poorly. <laughs> I did.
0: I did. Uh, you said, you know what? I married a Yankee. You yeah. said,
3: you know what? I'm from Florida. Most of my folks are in Georgia. Why do I go to Ohio, Detroit, Cleveland area and set up roots? Because I have a smoking hot wife. Hey, man, they make those down south as well. <laughs> That's all I can tell you. I can guarantee you this. out all the time. Smoking hot wives are not exclusive to Cleveland. That's all I'm going to put out there.
0: (laughs) Oh, she's not from Cleveland. I'm telling you, Cleveland sucks, man. Like a Hoover Deluxe. Cleveland's terrible. But regardless, here I sit. I hope the audio and video stays in as I turn my car into an igloo.
3: Well, you're doing all right so far. Um, Real quick, the TPC... So look, I caught a little bit of it. And I was, what my game plan was, was to get locked in on the back nine on Sunday. Well, that was terrible, uh, planning on my part because by the back nine on Sunday, it was over, over. Yeah. I thought was. Marikawa actually had a, a puncher's chance when I woke up Sunday morning. I was like, Oh, awesome. Nothing like, n- like, like nobody even threatened. Shuffler, what I, I know you watched quite a bit of it. What, what did you see?
0: Well, if you're not a golf fan, I really wish you would watch the third round. If you're one of those people, golf is so boring, golf is this, this. And to the person, people who don't understand it or whatever, I can understand why they think that. But I, as you know, I, I'm way into it. And the third round was... Ridiculous. It was like watching your friends play Tiger Woods. You know, I mean, everybody, there was Eagles, a hole in one. It, a guy putted into the water. <laughs> I was like, well, man, I could do that. You put me in, coach. Um, and once I mean, I was really pulling for speeth. I like him a lot, but I'm telling you right now, men want min woo lee. I'm a fan I that guy in the third round was stellar so stellar he cut the wheels kind of came off in the fourth round but man if you can watch the highlights Min Woo Lee on the third round is in pretty much every one of them not everyone but pretty close now having said all that ain't nobody touching Scotty Scheffler yesterday Five birdies in a row, I yeah.
3: mean I mean, let me ask you this, obviously, John rom uh, withdrew on Friday morning i I never saw what the reasoning was, did you? I saw that
0: he did last night, and um but I didn't see why no.
3: Okay, so I'm assuming everything's okay. It might have been personal. I don't know. Yeah. We'll, we'll just assume that he's healthy. Everything's okay. Those two have got to be the best two in golf right now, and I don't think it's particularly close. On a On a week in a week out, obviously anybody can win any tournament because that's just the way that sport is, is set up. But, you know, the consistency between those two, it's just, it's unreal.
0: It's really unreal. And Scheffler is, I'm pretty sure he's a cyborg. I'm pretty sure. Like he shows no emotion until the 18th hole. He drops a 20 foot putt just to, just to stay in shape. I guess he didn't need that putt and raised his right hand. And I was like, Oh, the guy who is working that robot just raised his hand. I mean, The guy is a machine. He is, no matter if he puts it in the water or in the hole, he is steady. And that's what you got to be to do well in these majors, you know. But he does it week in and week out, though. I mean, he could be playing the hubcap open, and he plays it exactly the same as if he's in the Masters. Is he the most exciting player to watch? No, but if you want a clinic on how to play golf well, that's your guy.
3: Well, I don't think there's a lot you can do to make golf exciting other than being really good, to be honest with you. Like I I mean, it's not like they they open it up for their personalities on the course. No.
0: Yeah. No.
3: And, and other than I mean, like the only guy I can think of in the history of golf that did any antics is Chi-Chi Rodriguez when he would, you know, do the you know, do the sword and everything with his putter. What about Tiger Woods? He didn't I mean, yeah, he would do the fist pump, but I can't call him exciting. He was he was really good. He was outstanding. Jack Nicholas was outstanding, but exciting to me. To me, exciting would be you know some kind of bravado that doesn't really exist in golf. So to draw people to the to the sport, I think the only way to do it is to have three stars that are consistently at the top so that fans know who they are. Right. So the, what, what made tiger so popular is he was so darn good, especially in the majors all the time that you had someone to root for or root against. If you were against him for whatever reason,
0: VJ Singh,
3: same thing. VJ Singh was very, very good. A lot of people hated him for whatever reason. I did. I, I did. I never um, understood all hatred was... towards any of these golfers. I mean, I would have more hatred to the dudes that, that, that took off and left the PGA to go to live and you know take the blood money over there to be on the CW on shaky camera phones. But going into the, the Masters, which isn't too far away, what are we, about a three four weeks? Three
0: weeks. Yeah, it's April 4th and 5th, I think. April 5th, maybe.
3: It's the... I know it's always the Thursday right after the national title game in college basketball. So it's the first week of April. Uh, yeah. Scheffler, Rom, assuming everything's okay with Rom. I mean, would you put your money anywhere else right now? Because I. I McElroy not- is always a favorite and somehow he never does anything.
0: Well. Yeah, that, that's true. I agree with that. But to answer your question, if I had to place bets today, I would lay my money on Rahm or Scheffler. Now, I do want to watch. I'm very interesting, interested to see how much they play between now and the Masters. I want to see, is he going to do the two weeks off before? Is he going to play straight through? Um. I you know I kind of want to see if he's going to pick the courses that are kind of close or in the same fashion as the masters and at Augusta and all that. I'm just very curious. I mean, he's a very analytical person and I'm kind of curious how he's going to prepare. But if I to answer your question if it was tomorrow, absolutely. One of those two. I don't think any I don't I think it's going to be Them and then five strokes and everybody else.
3: There's always someone that can. And I would never count out Tiger because that's basically his course. Like honestly, I know he's saying that he's going to play in all the majors and then a few others. But he he's grooming his entire year to try to win Masters because that's his best shot to be. You know, if somehow if he's ever going to be able to catch uh, Jack, which I never thought he could, and I still don't think he will he's ever gonna do it it's gonna be because of of the next five majors he wins four of them are the masters or I guess he needs four so the next four three three would be the masters because I believe he's sitting at 15 now after the after the win a few years back
0: yeah that sounds right 15 uh he was at 14 for a long time but uh, I believe he's 15 now and I agree with you um he loves that course uh that course loves him And, you know, the U.S. Open, that I I don't know if he'll ever win another one of those. He could. He's Tiger. You never know. He could, you know, catch lightning in a bottle again. But I agree with you there. The Masters is where it's going to be if it happens. But I'm telling you, man, you got to watch Man Woo Lee. I'm telling you, this guy is fun, fun, fun to watch
3: yeah I, look, like I said, I watched the TPC this weekend, but I was planning on getting locked in the back nine on Sunday I, I had it on there was so much college basketball incredible college basketball on on Saturday It was hard to just focus on that. There were so many great games championship games and uh, semifinals that I had it on one TV and I kept looking and kept looking. I was like, man is anyone going to even make this thing interesting so so Sunday I got up and I went over to Maririkawa. To see, you know, all right, well, sweet, because I had a bet on him at the beginning of the of the tournament, and if he won it, I think it was uh twenty five to one, something like that. And so I, I was like, all right, let's go. And like, no one, he, I, I, at no point did Scheffler even like spit the bit and start like, you know, nailing the water or something. Something usually happens on the TPC where, like, I'm not going to say the choke comes into play but the choke comes into play and you start, especially the 17th hole, the 17th hole, man. Like if I was trying to win that thing, I'd want like a 12 stroke lead. So I could just go up and go, Hey, hey, hey can I just take an eight on this and just, we'll call it a day. Can I just cruise right to the 18th? Um, yeah. That, that's
0: the one that uh, men Wu Lee putted into the water on 17. Now, if I was, the,
3: if I was at the TPC, like, in the tournament, legit, I would putt the entire thing. I would go all the way around, chipping and putting, going, no, I'm not going over the water. <laughs> that I, is by far my favorite hole in in all of golf. It, it doesn't matter what, where you, the 17th hole to me is the Mecca of all golf holes. Especially, yeah, it's my
0: second yeah, Amen Corner is my favorite, but it's up there. Yeah, but Amen
3: Corner is not one hole. That's that's a group of holes.
0: Right. So, uh, and the shots you see on 17, I mean, are, I remember Freddie Couples hits it in the water, tees off again, and holes it. So he parred the hole with a hole in one. I mean, on 17, it's insane. All
3: right. Well, let's shoot. Here's man. a little. Let's shift gears a little bit. Um, We are going to plan on talking a little golf on Mondays here with T. So uh, we'll we'll definitely uh, be trying to hit that up every Monday. And when I say golf, I mean the PG. I'm not talking the live golf. I'm not doing it. I tuned in for 20 minutes one day of that junk. And I don't know if you've seen it, but it's not. It's. I mean, it's basically someone took putt-putt and a Mariah Carey concert and mashed it together. They've got music oh. playing in the background. They're in shorts. They're, there's people talking. There's. It's almost like they were trying to recreate the Waste Management Open. Was it the 16th hole, at the West Waste Management Open? I think it is. It's almost like they were trying to recreate that and make it the entire. And like, no, you're. It's. It's too forced. It's too phony. Not to mention, I'm not talking the Blood Money tour on on here. I'm just not going to do it. I don't blame anyone that went over and took the money, but I don't have to watch that junk. Um, Major League Baseball. Two Well, two big things happened with your Red Sox, I think, over the weekend. A, Justin Turner. It looks like he's going to be ready for opening day. So it's good that he didn't, you know, I believe you were on the air with me when he got hit in the face. No,
0: uh, it was right before, but I told you during – the last show it happened like 20 minutes before I went on
3: yeah and yes I had yes, no idea yeah yeah
0: I had so, no idea what condition he was in but did you see it though oh yeah it co- called him flush man that ball dropped straight in front of me. you know that is a flush hit when it drops straight down like that yeah. and
3: oh. yeah because well whoever was on the air when it happened I I, sh- I shared the picture of um uh, of a uh, Justin Turner immediately, so that yeah, that was me. Th- okay, that's what I thought. So that happened, and it looks like, and I'm not worried. If it was a young kid, I'd be like, man, he's missing all these at bats, et cetera, et cetera. But this is Justin Turner, man. That dude's ultimate right, and and
0: he's an athlete, and he's a veteran, and uh,
3: yeah. So, I'm, yeah, I'm just
0: glad there was no fracture, he didn't lose his sight or anything, which is easily you know, could have easily happened. And, yeah, though,
3: what was I mean, the guy's name in the 60s? Tony, Tony C, Tony,
0: Tony, C? Tony C,
3: yeah. Well, yes. I always call him Tony C, too, because I can never pronounce his last name. But I can't, well, my you southern would. accent,
0: Mm-mm. yeah, I thought you would
3: be yeah. able to, Mr. Red Sox. I um,
0: tried, but I just offend Italian people, so I'm trying to avoid that.
3: So that's, that's always the first person that goes to my mind, even though I was not old enough to watch it, see it, experience I didn't know about it till I was probably 15 years old. I'd, you, you know, you, you, someone brings it up, and this is before the internet and all that junk, and I, I remember seeing the picture. That's of him the, on the
0: magazine. Yeah. With that big old shiner. I I, yeah.
3: That was either SI or Sport Magazine, because Sport was really big that, back then, too. But whoever it was... That so that's always the one that I go to because it ruined his career and he was supposed to be phenomenal. Yeah,
0: he was done. Two years later, he was done, and that kid could play. I mean, right. his stats before that are ridiculous. There's, there's
3: two injuries that I always go to, and that's that one in baseball, and then the other one was the Ray Fosse getting trucked by uh, Pete Rose at home plate in the 19 <sighs> was that <it>, 73 <laughs> uh, All Star game always. I always forget the year because it was right before I started watching. But, but but those are the two. Those are always the two and, that you and know.
0: All of sports or just baseball?
3: Baseball. Those are. Oh. I mean, all of sports. Come on. First thing that comes to my mind is Joe a chicken yep. bone hanging outside of his kneecap. Yep. Yeah.
0: Yep. And Lawrence Taylor losing his mind. <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
3: I, I was uh, a young kid. I was watching that game live, and I didn't I understand. I was, too. Whoa. Yeah. I thought I was
0: going to. They showed when replay. everybody watched,
3: like, Right. That's back when uh, everyone watched uh, Monday Night Football, right? Yeah. It wasn't just because uh, of the broadcast, because you had three channels. And the other right. two channels probably had some kind of murder. She wrote Marathon or something on. So you didn't care if it was the Giants versus the Redskins. You were going to watch it. Uh, by the way, real quick, uh, get you caught up to date. Columbia leads Great Britain one to nine. Have you watched any of the WBC? I will not. I watched uh, the game on Saturday night. There's a lot of fun. Uh, US beat uh Great Britain six to two. That was a lot of fun, but that's it for only, unless they advance because I am not staying up till one 30 in the morning to finish watching an exhibition. I'm just not going to do it. Um, these these 10 p.m. starts are the dumbest thing. So they've got Columbia and Great Britain playing live at 3:30 Eastern. I, I'm assuming this game started at three. But that yet the U.S. is on 10 o'clock Eastern on FX or FS1. I don't remember what channel f- from uh, last night in the next two days. And the, and they'll come out in two weeks ago. We just didn't get very good ratings. And you're like, dude.
0: Well, are they doing – now, I don't watch the WBC. I gave you my opinion last week. I don't like it. But are they scheduling them around the times for the countries that are playing? Is that what's happening?
3: I mean, that's my point. The U.S., 10 o'clock Eastern. Look, I know it's being played in Phoenix, but don't worry about the locals. The locals will find their way into that stadium if they want to go. That game needs to start bare minimum, bare minimum nine Eastern because they don't have the pitch clock. So these games are lasting three or four hours. It's like a 2006 Red Sox, Yankee middle of June game all over again.
0: Those were the good days. Uh, But I mean, does, I don't ever recall the UK being big on baseball. Are they? Do they even care?
3: Would it even matter? The UK nine, 9 PM Eastern, 10 PM Eastern. It's two o'clock in the morning over there. Who cares? No one's getting up for that. <laughs> so that was my point. No. They, played, they played Mexico last night, Mexico. They, I, I think they're essentially in uh mountain time. So, okay. That makes a little, but it was a Sunday. There's no reason why you couldn't have played this game at like six Eastern on a Sunday. Most most Americans and folks down in Mexico, most of them are going to clear the day, clear clear that time of day on a Sunday. Get it going six seven o'clock, whatever.
0: Yeah, everybody's winding down from the weekend. They just want
3: to. Dude, a Monday there's nothing on tonight, and I'm still not going to watch it because it's ten o'clock Eastern, and you're not going to get me sucked into something when when I'm going to sleep in about an hour. I'm just not going to do it. Like, why am I going to waste my time and energy to watch something when I know I can't see the end of it I can't come close to seeing the end of it so
0: yeah you might get what three innings in
3: if that if that yeah I mean if that I get up I get up oh uh, 600 nowadays so I'm just I'm not gonna if if I can get a solid seven in that's great I'm usually around six and a half but I'm not I'm not purposely missing sleep for this for something this this mundane Chris Sale, no, three innings, five K. Good. That's that's got to make you feel good.
0: That 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 does. Um, but now I'm a Red Sox fan, so it, you know we always got to be a Debbie Downer. Every pitch he throws, we're holding our breath. You know, I mean, this has to be. He even said, "I have to prove myself to the fans that I am worth what they're paying me. They're paying me all this money, and I'm not doing anything." Now he'll be come out barking, and so that if he pitches close to like that, now he's not going to go out there and you know be Nolan Ryan or anything. Nobody's expecting that, but
3: you you're hoping he's going to be Chris Sale. Yeah,
0: that's it. And it's just like we just
3: hope Mike Soroka is Mike Soroka once again, because it has been. This will now be the fifth season going into four years, but the fifth season, that Mike Soroka has not pitched a, a normal season, a full season. For argument's sake, he hasn't pitched in four seasons because 2020 was the last time he was on the field, and he got only a handful of innings before he he ripped his Achilles, and that was the last time we saw him. So I, so, so I feel you. Now, the difference between the Braves and the Red Sox a, the Braves' pitching depth. B, the Red Sox have a lot of money invested in in Sale. And Soroka hasn't hit that that free agency yet.
0: Okay, let me ask you this: Let's say both pitchers go into the season top of their game, not top of their, but you know, strong. They look like themselves, right? Kluber or Sale, who gets the who gets the opening day nod?
3: Oh, it's Sale. It's got to be Sale. He
0: didn't get it. It's Kluber.
3: You think Kluber's going to get it?
0: They already announced it.
3: Then that tells me that they're they're, uh,
0: nursing and watching and nursing.
3: That tells me that Sale may not even pitch your second game. They might have him pushed all the way back.
0: He's pitching the second game.
3: It's Kluber so, and
0: sale, and I have no idea who's after that. But so no, you're come probably
3: out. going, what are they starting on the 30th as well, or do they start the next day?
0: I want to say the 30th. I want to say that. Um, I should have checked. 30th that before is this.
3: a Thursday, and that's opening day, but it's not opening day for everybody.
0: Right. It might be that Friday. If 30 is Thursday, it's probably that Friday, I would think. Maybe. I'll check, but. Um,
3: the only yeah. thing I can think, the only thing I can think of why, because I mean, I mean, what's the difference between the two? Where's the game at? Yeah.
0: Uh, it's not in Boston.
3: Oh, then that's your reasoning. I'll tell you what, we're going to take a quick break. When we come back, I'm going to look at the schedule and I'm going to tell you why Chris sales pitching game two and not game <laughs> one. Cause I think I know, but I want to know. I know, you know, we'll be back in a flash. I don't know my name. I'm just here to install this smoke detector. Smoke (laughs)
2: detector? Does it detect any kind of smoke? (laughs) long live the king hey sports fans it's rod peterson here host of the rod peterson show inviting you to join us daily for two hours of atlanta's funnest sports talk right here on wqee i say fun because it is you've never heard a show like it because we make the listeners a part of the show every day between noon and 2 p.m eastern you'll hear plenty of the best sports talk including the latest on the falcons the braves and more and who knows you might even hear you That's the Rod Peterson Show, daily at noon, right here on WQEE 99.1 FM. ACC football, covered like no other, here on the Armchair Quarterback.
3: Against the Blitz, touchdown Florida State! Rod Cruston scores the
1: touchdown, and now it's Bowden's decision, and he sends Mowry onto the field right away. Danny Cannell is the holder. Mowry... This game is over. A 31-31 tie. A 31-31 tie. A deep throw by Lawrence. A lot of contact. Justin Ross broke free from it. He's down in the end zone. Touchdown Clemson. Justin Ross, a freshman wide receiver. Big rangy. And Trevor Lawrence knows throw it up against that single coverage. Give him a chance to make a play on a 50 50
3: ball. If you're a fan of the ACC, pull up an armchair. You're home.
1: They were here just a second ago. Somebody stole my tickets to the Sonics game! This stinks! This is total BS! This is... Oh, got it. Got it. Okay, where's the french fries? I ordered french fries. This stinks! This is total BS! Hey, Bermoy is gonna... Oh, here they are. Where's my power bar? I had a power bar here. Someone stole my power bar! This stinks! This is total BS! This is... Oh, here it is. Hey, where the hell's my Lasorda take? This is total... Oh, Got it. armchair. Community Access Channel. He's the armchair quarterback. He's full of beer and he's full of snacks. the
3: all-American man. the all-American man. Welcome back. Here on Braves Country, Braves Country HD, whatever you stream. And so, it, team, is, I'm looking at the... Yeah, I dropped the
0: ball. the ball. are at have. home. Yeah, I usually have, like, the Red Sox up on a computer next to the phone or whatever. Yeah. But I'm in a car in a blizzard, and so I pulled up the schedule. It is in Boston, so sorry, Red Sox fans, and it's against Baltimore, and then the Pirates. So, all at home, all at Fenway. Okay, so... Uber is starting at Fenway.
3: So... <sighs> all right, the uh, well... I'm looking at it and I thought I might have the answer because at well, first, I thought they were on the road, which meant they would be at home the following weekend. I thought they were lining up sale to be sale
0: to do the first. Yeah.
3: Right. But that's not the case. If he pitches on Saturday.
0: No, it is a Thursday game. So right. I was wrong on all three counts. So it's going to be a- on Thursday, sale on Friday.
3: So you're wrong three times for three. So, hey, three for three will get you in the Hall of Fame. Uh, I know. Yeah. Thursday. I'm
0: batting a thousand in that direction.
3: Thursday is, I mean, if you, I mean, what we call that is the Marcelo Zuna curve. Because <laughs> uh, he can't hit a curve. Uh, Baltimore, three at home. They play on so he so they're going to get the Friday off as as most teams do when you play on that Thursday you have Friday off because there's all kinds of parades and stuff like that especially in Boston everyone's got to have forty eight hours to you know put IVs in and you know get rehydrated Um, yeah they play Saturday and then they don't have another day off until that Thursday oh no they don't have a day off for a hot minute. They don't have a day off
0: Thursday, the 7th of April is their next day off.
3: Oh yeah. I'm sorry. So they're doing the same thing in Detroit the next week. They they don't typically do that. They don't typically take the day off when it's in the middle of the season. Uh, But, but anyways, I, well, you got me stumped because Kluber's not that good. Sales much better. You're talking about the difference. Kluber's
0: reinventing himself. We don't know. We don't know. He reinvented himself. So we don't yep. know yet.
3: Yeah, okay. Uh, <laughs> Come on, you man. So. Throw
0: me a bone, Scott.
3: Well, I'm um, just saying I'm more excited as a Red Sox fan if I'm going to opening day Chris Sales got the, the ball than, than Kluber. Nothing against Kluber. I think he's solid, and he and he pitched very well last year, right? But he's not This isn't Corey Kluber from five, six years ago. And I know that's what I'm saying.
0: It's not, he's not going to light the gun up or anything. He's now more in the Greg Maddox school. He throws, you know, off the, just off the plate and it's coming in at 88. He's pinpoint accuracy or he's in trouble.
3: Yeah. And he'll be 37 just past opening day. Yeah. Uh, April tenth is what. So, any, any way you look at it, last year, I think he saved his career last year because there was a lot of question marks mm-hmm. on about this guy was either a done or if he was going to be bullpen boy, right? And yeah. we're not talking about back end bullpen. This isn't like Smoltz reinvented himself and became a closer. I'm talking about this is, this is like, mop up. yeah, yeah. This is like yeah. cringe and hope. So,
0: yeah. The, the
3: Gagne experience I mean, he's, in Boston. He was ten and ten with a four three four ERA. wasn't like he tore it up, but he pitched well enough for Tampa Bay. that, that the difference is Tampa Bay always will piggyback you, and if and if they don't think that you can go through the lineup, and I don't think Kluber can go through the lineup more than twice. They're uh. they always had a, a quick hook. So if Boston tries to ride him through more than than going through the lineup twice. Man, that's going to be a sticky wicket.
0: That's not really Cora's way. He's, he kind of yeah. lets the game come to him a little bit more than a lot of those coaches do or managers do. Um, if he sees that he's, you know, in the zone that day, he's all right, go ahead. But if he sees he's laboring and, you know, he's walked a couple of guys, yeah, he'll go get him. But, uh, it's not like Tampa Bay where you pitch two innings and, I mean, by the end of the game, you are you got the second baseman out there on the mound. You know, I mean, that's just not the way Boston's going to do it. But, you know, I want to believe in him. Um,
3: hey, so- by the way, I don't know if you've seen, uh, they've changed the rules this year where it's, it's going to be even more difficult to put your position player into pitch. And I don't have it in front of me, so I don't yeah, want I to that, quote yeah. it. I don't want to quote it, but uh, they had already done; they had already made this big thing where I think you had to be within six runs past either up or down six runs, right? And it had to be into the certain, like, past the seventh. Well, they're actually making it even stricter now because, and look, I'm for it because fans did not come yeah. out there to watch like you said, you second baseman and they're pitching in the eighth inning because the game's an absolute disaster.
0: Well, here's a question for you, since they're always trying to speed the games up and all this other stuff. What's your thoughts on having a mercy rule at the end?
3: No, like, no. no. In real baseball? Yeah. No, 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 no. Never, ever, ever, ever. I know they do it in the WBC. It's it's an exhibition. I know that uh, it's been done quite a quite a bit in you know. Uh, I know college softball has it. I know. Uh, I believe they do it in spring training as well, or at least they used to. Um, no, because because if there's one thing that baseball has always been about, it's been about the numbers. It and- would
0: hurt batters. Uh, as far as numbers go, yes.
3: Just across the board, if it feels dirty. I don't like it.
0: I don't know if it feels dirty. I just don't know if it feels Major League, you know?
3: That's what I'm saying. Um, look, look, fans go out there and dispend. I mean, these tickets are getting more and more expensive every year. But if, if you don't want to watch... 10 down. All,
0: they leave in the sixth anyway.
3: Okay. But you
0: look at the stadium in the seventh and the eighth, there's nobody. They stay for the seventh inning stretch. The stadium's
3: not empty. It. It's not empty. A third of the people might leave, but what about the folks that, that want to stay to watch the game? I just, no, I'm not for that because not everybody lives in the city that their team plays and gets to go to 81 games, right? Right. So. I'm not with that. I'm not with, I mean, do we, good Lord, we want to start doing that and everything college football, call it at the half. I mean, what? Well, I mean, at that point, I just, you are dangerously treading on. Why do I watch territory? If, if you start doing that kind of thing.
0: I, I mean, that, to me, that sounds a little excessive because nobody's complaining about the time college football goes.
3: But oh, yeah, they are. About- college football's going four and a half hours. They just haven't done anything about it. People college- are watching it though. College football game will start at noon, and you're lucky. You're lucky if the thing's over with by four. It's at least three and a half hours, but normally it's four, sometimes four thirty before the game's over. The the NF, which is why college football is changing their rules as well. They they're changing the rules of the uh, of the clock starting this season because everybody's getting in a big hurry. I don't I don't know if I love that, but. I don't want to just call a game. I mean, what is the point? Why, why would you call a game? I don't know. It was,
0: I just, you know, there was, here it is. Hey, here it is. In
3: 2023, players will be restricted to pitch position players to pitch only in situations where their team is leading by 10 or more runs in the ninth inning. Their team is losing by eight or more runs at any time, or the game is in extra innings.
0: Just leave your pitcher out there, then. I mean, it's not going to pitch the next day Wait, anyway.
3: That makes no sense. I think who? I think whoever chopped this up. Leading by ten or more runs in the ninth inning, or their team is losing by eight or more runs at any time. What? So first inning, it's eight nothing. No. That's not true.
0: There's no way. Oh, can you imagine being at Yankee it, Stadium, paying
3: those prices? Idiot. It's probably some idiot that copy and pasted the wrong thing into Wikipedia or something. Because all I got was yeah, a was a blurb. I'll I'll find the imagine, answer, but
0: you imagine being at Fenway or. Yankee stadium paying those prices and your team goes down eight, nothing in the fur top of the first and the ump waves the game off (laughs) riots all over Yaki way and Broadway is just demolished and rightfully so because that's silly.
3: Okay. So I, I found an article by CBS sports under the new guidelines, leading teams have to be up by 10 or more runs in the ninth inning. or can use a position player anytime. Well, oh, while trailing teams can use a position player anytime it's down by 8 or more runs. Okay, so it used to be 6. So that's that's what they meant to say. Okay. So the trailing team down by 8 or more runs can give up and put Bobo the fool in, but the the team that's leading they want to get to the end of the game. They don't want you being up by 12 runs, putting in, putting in your backup catcher to get out there and toss it around. And then the game gets extended. I mean, I, I personally feel like they should just mirror it no matter what. Cause if you're letting the trailing team put their backup dude in, you're, you're still going to extend the game.
0: Yeah. Cause the chances of them, Lighten them up or better, you know?
3: Yeah, with the pitch rule.
0: <laughs>
3: <laughs> I, I mean, the uh, pitch clock.
0: Right. They're going to mess that up, too, because they're not used to it. And then, yeah, it's going to be kind of a dumpster fire.
3: Yeah. But, I mean, I'm not for them just calling it and say, okay, go home, guys. It just it feels dirty.
0: I tend to agree, Um, which, I mean, how many times have you I mean, and I've been able to say that to one another, but
3: if if we're that concerned about it, just turn it off and go to bed. It's not hurting anyone right. else. The game, you know what I mean? Right, yeah. I mean that's what gets me about the people that complain. And the people that are at the stadium that are working, that are you know, broadcasters, writers and whatnot to complain. All I can say to them is Shut the hell up! You broadcast and write for a living. You get to watch baseball. Shut up.
0: Yeah, your life's real hard.
3: Yeah. You think the guy who's putting on his work boots whose feet are bloody and scabbed from the day before, he's tightening them up and, and sucking down aspirin or Tylenol or whatever to get through the next work day. You think he wants to hear about how you're like, oh man, I want to get home in time so I can you know, catch my stories.
0: Oh, well, you know Netflix tonight. They though. don't right. only have uh, they only have room service until one AM. So Yeah. You know, yeah.
3: So so hammer a funnel cake in the sixth inning and shut up.
0: Right, yeah, yeah. Go to the vending machine. Trust me, you can't live on it, but it'll keep you alive.
3: There's a Bucky's in your town. If there's not, they need to move because your town sucks.
0: That's all I know. <laughs> <laughs> Probably Cleveland, if that's where you're at. <laughs> this place sucks.
3: I'm going to assume that y'all don't have Bucky's up there. I don't know. I don't care. Oh, I... oh, oh! You would know, my friend. You would know. The next huh. time you're in the Florida area. Remind me to uh, give you directions uh, to the greatest gas station ever invented, because <laughs> it is noted. It's not even. It's it's like a, you, the first time you walk in, it's almost like an outer body experience. You're like, "What the hell is this? I thought this is. I thought they sold gas here. It's this incredible place. It's where dreams come true, man. <laughs> well, I'm sold. <laughs> Fr- fresh barbecue and you can get like a really ugly bucket hat. It's awesome. <laughs> what, is, what is your walk-off for the day? My walk-off to today is a
0: bit of a piggyback from your opening statements. Uh, I remember when Aaron Rodgers was coming up and Favre was doing, I retire, I don't retire, and Aaron Rodgers was actually complaining about it. Now, watch, look, he's doing worse. Yeah. Pick a team, shut up, play football.
3: Yeah. Pick a team, any team. That's it.
0: I don't, I don't even my walk off you. I'm for you is you
3: now. my walk off for you is if you get a chance to pull up the WBC look at the font that the Great Britain decided to choose for their uh, uniforms it literally looked it like no it no it looks like that they just grabbed the most generic semi bold out of uh, Windows 98 and said that's gonna be this is I mean they have the dullest uniforms the ones today aren't as bad because they're red and white, but the ones the other night were gray with this blue. I mean, just the worst that you could possibly think of. It literally looks very like, British. Yeah, it, we, I can tell you right now, it, it wasn't very great. I can tell you that. All right, brother, we'll, we'll see you next Monday. We'll be back in a flash. Everybody, no one's just joining us. NFL news. We've got more that just broke. We'll be back in a flash here on Braves Country. You're listening to WQEE 99.1 FM, the key in Noonan, Georgia. Armchair. You're listening to the Armchair Quarterbacks Sports Radio, number one sports station. Good afternoon. And this is your Armchair Quarterbacks Sports Flash. College basketball taking a day off. Major League Baseball spring training takes center stage Monday afternoon. The Atlanta Braves are in Northport hosting the Baltimore Orioles this afternoon. We'll keep the score up on Braves Country HD and keep you in the know of scores and highlights. Teams also in action, 110 Eastern, Mets and Marlins. That game is down in Sarasota. Tigers and Orioles, also in Sarasota, is the Orioles in a split squad day. Astros at Nationals, Yankees and Twins, Red Sox and Blue Jays in the early going. The action out west begins at 4 Eastern. Guardians at the Dodgers, Brewers and Reds, A's and Rockies, while the Giants and Padres square off in Peoria. The NBA has a pretty heavy slate this evening. The Atlanta Hawks are at home in State Farm Arena 7.30 tip. They'll host the Timberwolves. Both teams come into tonight's action 34 and 34. ESPN has a doubleheader. 7:30 Eastern. Grizz are at the Mavs. And at 10 o'clock, it's the Suns at the Warriors. And a big one that's not being shown nationally, the Milwaukee Bucks are at the Sacramento Kings at 10 Eastern. Also in action, Jazz at the Heat at 730, Celtics at the Rockets at 8, Pacers and Pistons are in Detroit. And over on the ice tonight, there are a couple of games on the plus, games on the plus, plus, 730 Eastern, Sabres at the Maple Leafs, and at 10 o'clock, it's Stars at the Kraken. Former LSU coach Will Wade will be the next head coach at McNeese State news conference to introduce Wade is scheduled for today quote I'm so excited to welcome coach Wade his wife Lauren and daughter Caroline to Southwest Louisiana and McNeese unquote athletic director Heath Shoyer said, adding, this is a completely different job than it was three years ago. McNeese basketball is one of the best jobs in the nation in regards to one-bid leagues. We are funded at the top of the league, have the best facility, a passionate fan base, and many other built-in advantages, unquote. Wade had been eager to return to coaching, and McNeese had been laying the groundwork to hire Wade for weeks. Wade, 40 years old spent five seasons in Baton Rouge, guiding LSU to three straight NCAA tournament appearances to end his tenure. The Tigers won the SEC regular season title in 2019 and finished in the top three of the league three times. According to documents obtained by ESPN.com in August of 2020, the NCAA's enforcement staff received information that Wade arranged for, offered, and or provided impermissible payments, including cash payments, to at least 11 men's basketball prospective student-athletes, their family members, individual associated with the prospects, and or non-scholastic coaches in exchange for the prospects' enrollment at LSU. The case is being educated through the independent accountability resolution process and LSU and Wade are still awaiting a ruling. Former Jaguars offensive tackle Jawan Taylor is signing with the Kansas City Chiefs. Four-year, $80 million deal with $60 million guaranteed. Jimmy Garoppolo has landed with the Las Vegas Raiders. Raiders are closing in on a deal with Jimmy G. Garoppolo. Former Patriot, former 49er, is heading to Las Vegas, the site of this year's Super Bowl, and to reunite with head coach Josh McDaniels. And one of the top cornerbacks out there in free agency, formerly of the Pittsburgh Steelers, Cam Sutton, agrees with the Detroit Lions to a three-year, $33 million deal, 22.5 guaranteed. Javon Hargrave leaving Philly and heading to the West Coast. The 49ers get him on a four-year deal, 84, the top defensive tackle on the market. The NFL free agent frenzy will be going all week long, and we'll keep you updated. Keep it locked in here on Braves Country HD. We go live three to five. And that's your armchair quarterback sports flash. Stay tuned for Braves Country right here on WQEE 99.1 FM, the key to in Noonan, Georgia, simulcasting on youtube.com at Braves Country.
0: Enjoy sun-drenched days, epic stays, and plenty of room to roam in Greater Fort Lauderdale. Our hotels, attractions, and restaurants have taken the Visit Lauderdale Safe and Clean Pledge so you can relax and explore with confidence. When you're ready for that well-deserved staycation, our 23 miles of
1: golden beaches await. Find wide-open spaces to hike, bike,
0: kayak, and paddleboard. Visit your favorite attractions, then dine out in style in dining rooms or alfresco on
1: waterfront patios. Learn more at sunny.org
3: friday march 17th st patty's day with braves country the atlanta braves are in fort myers florida to take on the boston red Sox. braves country baseball right here on the key giving you play-by-play pitch-by-pitch of your atlanta braves that's friday march 17th 1 p.m eastern st patty's day braves country on wqee Time
1: to live, laugh, and create memories again with MSC Cruises. Join us on some of the world's most modern and innovative ships. Discover again at our new private island, Ocean Key MSC Marine Reserve, named best new cruise destination. Cruise the Caribbean and Bahamas from Miami or Port Canaveral. Book now it's free balcony upgrades and flexible booking changes. Call your travel advisor or visit MSCCruises.com. Restrictions apply. MSC Cruises, a world of discovery.
2: Hey, sports fans, it's Rod Peterson here, host of The Rod Peterson Show, inviting you to join us daily for two hours of Atlanta's funnest sports talk right here on WQEE. I say fun because it is. You've never heard a show like it because we make the listeners a part of the show. Every day between noon and 2 p.m. Eastern, you'll hear plenty of the best sports talk, including the latest on the Falcons, the Braves, and more. And who knows, you might even hear you. That's The Rod Peterson Show, daily at noon, right here on WQEE 99.1 FM.
3: I only drink alcohol on days that start with a T,
1: so that's Tuesday, Thursday, today, tomorrow, Saturday, and Sunday.
3: Welcome back! We've got news on Georgia Tech basketball. Looks like they have gone with Damon Stoudemeyer as the new head coach for the Georgia Tech Yellow Jackets men's basketball team. And kind of curious about who he is. He played his college ball for Arizona. And I think a lot of us do remember him in the NBA. He played for the Trailblazers uh, for about eight years. Then he went to the Grizzlies and finished his career one year with the Spurs. Then he began began his coaching career. Rice, pr- primarily in the NBA, but Rice, uh, Memphis, and then he went over to Arizona. Back to Memphis. This was college and has been a Boston Celtics assistant for the last two and a half seasons. So Damon Stoudemire, the new head coach for the Georgia Tech Yellow Jackets, who obviously moved on from there. I mean, I I heard the other morning when they were going over what what Georgia Tech's record had been the last several years, and I knew they'd been down, but I don't think I'd realize they'd been that bad. And hopefully Stoudemire can can get that turned around. Uh, Georgia Tech basketball uh, deserves better. I you know I can remember growing up watching Tech and being a fan of Kenny Anderson. And when when I was a kid, he was one of my favorite. Ball players, especially on the collegiate level, I was probably early to mid-teens when I when I first started watching Georgia Tech basketball, and Kenny Anderson was just an absolute magician. And of course, Dennis Scott and whatnot. So, hopefully, they can get get back so, somewhere close to that. I, I know that that was the the heydays, but the Bobby Kremins days, and uh, hopefully, Georgia Tech basketball can can get back to to where it belongs. Uh, Damon Stoudemire, if you're just joining us is the new head coach, uh, leaving the Celtics organization as an assistant coach, he will take over as Georgia Tech head coach. Now, I, I'm, tr- I'm trying to pull up some information. I don't know if he's going to start immediately or if he'll finish out his tenure with the Celtics. I would tend to think that he's going to take off because – you got to get you've got to hit the the ground running and you've got to get there and recruit the 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 recruiting window is so small and so incredibly important in college basketball i would think that he's going to drop what he's doing immediately so damon stoudemire and though i'm a Celtics fan i'm happy for georgia tech and i'm happy for stoudemire cuz i'm hoping he he can turn things around in atlanta all right <clears throat> Real quick on the NFL front, all kinds of stuff. So the numbers are finally in Jimmy G to the Raiders. It ends up being a three-year, 67 and a half million dollar deal, 34 guaranteed. And Andrew Wiley of the chiefs is signing with the commanders. but they turned around and signed Jawan Taylor of the Jaguars. So out goes Wiley and in comes Taylor. It'll be interesting to see what they do with Taylor. When I, you know, Wiley for the last several years has been playing Left tackle, He's tr- he he was actually a right tackle playing left tackle position. And now they went out and got a guy who maybe they think is going to fit a little better. And the Chiefs may have just gotten better, I guess, is, is the short of that. There's other things that are breaking all throughout the NFL. And let me get you caught up on that. The Bills, Tremaine Edwards, he has signed a four year deal with the with the Bears. So linebacker Tremaine Edwards, Edmonds, I'm sorry, I think I said Edwards. Tremaine Edmonds, four year seventy two million dollar deal, and he is going to Chicago. And look, assuming. Aaron Rodgers is going to the Jets and not staying in Green Bay. You almost have to think at this point the Bears are the Bears are going to have a puncher's chance in this division. And look, I know that the that the Vikings were really good last year. Vikings are due for a regression as far as the wins total. They won a lot of games really close. And you don't typically, it typically doesn't bend your way two years in a row like that. I think the Lions are continuing to get better. It's going to get really interesting in the NFC North. And for once, I think we're going to have a heck of an NFC North race, race, excuse me. And it's not going to include the Green Bay Packers because it doesn't look like Rodgers has any design on coming back, nor do the Packers want him back. And you know, there's going to be a learning curve with Jordan love. He's looked okay in his sparing in what, in what little he's played over the last few years. He's played really more during the preseason. Of course he, he got the chance, uh, a little bit with with some of the banged-up injuries that Rodgers has, but he's never really lit the world on fire. So let's assume this this move does happen, Rodgers to the Jets. What's the next move for the Packers? Because I, the guy that I would have loved to have seen the Packers sign has just signed with the Miami Dolphins, and that's Mike White. Mike White would have been a perfect bailout plan for Green Bay if, A, Jordan Love just didn't pick it up and had, and was going through some growing pains, or, B, just gets banged up. Now, I think it makes a lot of sense for the Miami Dolphins to sign him because when you consider the fact that Tua has just not been able to stay healthy, I think it makes a huge amount of sense. And you know what will happen now? Tua won't get hurt for the next two years, and Mike White will sit there going, "I, I want to be traded. I want to be traded." But going on into this, it's got to make a lot of sense. And also, if you are Mike White, you love it because you are you are probably going to get an opportunity at some point. And look at the weapons that the Dolphins have. And for folks that may have missed it over the weekend, Jalen Ramsey was traded from the from the Rams to the the Dolphins. So the Dolphins just keep loading up on stars, and their biggest thing is they got to they gotta have a guy that can get the ball down the field. Now, what does that mean for Skylar Thompson, who I thought played pretty well? I mean, are, are they going to try to carry three quarterbacks? I don't think they will. So where does Skylar Thompson land, and does he get an opportunity somewhere? Because I, I honestly thought... In that playoff game against Buffalo, considering all the conditions and and forced into action, I thought he played out outstanding. That game was in question in the fourth quarter. And I, nobody thought that. I want to say they were a 17 and a half point favorite. Nobody thought that game was going to be close. I remember staying away from it not really knowing what, what to make of it. And then about, I don't know, third quarter, I was like, man, I'm glad I stayed away from that point spread one way or the other, because it was, it did not go the way I thought it would go. Free agent frenzy is upon us. Tones is going to be joining us here in a couple of minutes. He's always running from, from one end to the other. So he, he should be joining us, uh, any minute, um, as, uh, Can't wait to get his take. So, I mean, I mean, things are just absolutely flying right now in the world of the NFL. And if you're just kind of getting logged into the sports world for today, real quick, the Bears sign Edmonds linebacker from the. The bills i'm not gonna go over all the numbers because a lot of stuff has happened but i'm gonna to try to catch it up really quick wiley offensive lineman from the chiefs offensive tackle from the chiefs he heads to the commanders the panthers are expected to sign von bell former ravens tight end josh oliver is signing with the vikings The Giants did re-sign Wyatt Davis. Uh, Jimmy Garoppolo, that's the big one that's happened today. He's heading to the Raiders. Jason Kelsey announces he will return for his 13th season. I think there was some some question whether or not he would or not, or if, or if he would just focus on his podcast and whatnot, but it looks like he is coming back. Javon Hargrave. He is on uh, Buffalo Bills quarterback. Case Keenum decides is planning to sign with the the Texans. I'm a little surprised that the Keenum's actually still in the league. And I thought this was a big one. The Lions get Sutton, Cameron Sutton, the the defensive back cornerback from Pittsburgh. He was looked upon as possibly the top cornerback on the market. They get him a three-year deal. Mike White to the Jets, Jimmy G to the Raiders. Uh, Shy Tuttle, former New Orleans Saints defensive tackle, he's heading to the Panthers. And, of course, we haven't touched on the fact that the Panthers now have the number one pick. They traded away their entire future for the number one pick to the Chicago Bears. The Chicago Bears are going to be loaded assuming they don't make any stupid decisions with their picks. They're getting two number ones, two number twos. They're getting DJ more in the deal. All to move down, what, seven, eight spots? I mean, that is an absolute haul for the Chicago Bears. And you got to tip your cap to them. Because I don't think any of us thought that that was going to go down. I thought... Nowadays, the way picks are coveted, I thought best case scenario, the Bears would get a total of three picks. And I did not think they would get two number ones. And think about this scenario for the Bears. Let's say they draft whoever they decide to draft at quarterback. And whoever it is has growing pains as they all do in their first year. And they only get to win two or three games. The Chicago bears are going to have that first round pick next year. Typically, when you make a move like this, the general manager will say, look, we'll give you this year's first round and this year's second round. But if you want another first rounder, you're going to have to kick it down the road. At least two seasons, if not three. It is absolutely wild considering today's day and age that they would give up that much to move up eight spots. That just tells you that Carolina is desperately trying to do something with their franchise, not just try to win games, but get give them some sort of an identity. While all this is going on, Austin Eckler is asking for a trade because talks have broken down between him and the chargers and he is asking permission to seek a trade. So that ought to be interesting because what if that goes down the haul you could get for Austin Eckler, who is in his prime and you could make the argument that if if he's not number one or number two, he's at least top three running back in the national football league. Let's take a quick break. Tones should be here with us any minute. And when we come back, we are going to, To get into some more NFL free agency, get you caught up on what's going on in the world of baseball, and get into the March Madness bracket. We'll be back in a flash here on Braves Country and Braves Country HD. Look at me, 92. Come on, you know, I mean, at the roll at your age, whoopee.
1: Must be down to a handshake, huh? (laughs) Yep,
3: before and after. Hey sports fans, Braves country is coming your way weekdays, 3 p.m. Eastern to 5 p.m. Eastern drive time on WQEE. Braves country is a Southern sports talk show with Mac McGee and the armchair quarterbacks. We'll be talking the Atlanta Braves and major league baseball along with everything important to sports fans in Braves country, the SEC, ACC, big 10 and the national football league. And the big sports news of the day. That's Braves Country with Mac McGee and the Armchair Quarterbacks. Weekdays 3 p.m. to 5 p.m. right here on WQEE The Key 99.1 FM and simulcasting on youtube.com forward slash at Braves Country. Dixie Handle Company, five generations of the Strickland family, have produced quality hardwood farm and garden tools, wooden shutters, and custom furniture. This small business has been owned and operated since 1992 and ships to customers across the world. If you're looking for the highest quality tool handles, Dixie Handle Company is your place. Every item is hand-picked to your specifications. If it's made of wood, they do it. Call now, 931-722-3395. That's 931-722-3395. Or go online to DixieHandle.com. The Dixie Handle Company. Welcome to Craftsmanship, a proud sponsor of Braves Country Baseball. You're listening to WQEE 99.1 FM, The Key in Noonan, Georgia.
2: Let me see if I can cut to the chase by using myself as an example. Six months ago, I was living in Boston. My wife had left me, which was very painful. Then she came back to me, which was excruciating. (laughs)
3: Welcome back. And joining us, as he does every Monday and Friday, is Tampa Tones. Mr. Tones, how the hell are you?
4: Yeah, sorry I'm a little late. I was on the phone with the March Madness Commissioner, wondering how the hell Penn State just got a 10 seed. No, I'm kidding, but great to be here. World Baseball Classic, March Madness. NFL free agency, spring training, oh, just all music to my ears as we slowly get into the spring of things.
3: So I just put into the chat, if people are wanting to join this direct link to our Twitter to be able to join our March Madness pool. So all you'd have to do, I tried to do it the other way and it didn't create a link and it was just, I don't know, it looked ugly. So I took that one down. And uh, put the other one in. So if you go to Braves Country HD on YouTube and you see the link in the bio uh, at the bottom where it says, you know, twitter.com Braves Country HD, da 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 da. Just click on that, it'll take you straight to it. Or you just go to tw- Twitter themselves and you can sign up to play in the Braves Country HD March Madness challenge it's free to enter all you got to do is go in and join and if you win you get a 50 dollars gift card to fanatics and get you a brand new ball cap or whatever your liking is uh, heading into opening day or or the nhl or nba playoffs or whatever have you um so there you go Hope, hopefully folks uh, will enjoy playing we, we do this every year and uh we'll be keeping up up to date with the uh with the standings as we go along
4: and fanatics is awesome. So that's really cool. They got anything and everything on their hats, shirts, whatever the heck you want. Fanatics likely has it. They even have uh video game franchise sports items on there. They just have about everything over on fanatics. So cool. You could win whatever you want. 50 bucks could get you a ton of stuff over there.
3: Yeah. We, we were originally going to, we we're originally going to do it for MLB.com. And then me and my wife got to talk and we're like, Well, with, with all the hockey fans that listen to the key, uh, you know, what if you're not into baseball, whatever. So that's why we decided to do it across the board. Plus you got the NFL draft coming up and some folks, I I have not seen the NFL draft hat for this year, but some folks want to go out and get that. So it's whatever the heck you want to spend it on. Uh, Good luck.
4: Yeah, that's awesome, though. Good luck all. Obviously, one of those things that's uh, very hard to predict, but those that do, you'll be rewarded greatly with a nice gift card.
3: So going into that, because I got a feeling we're going to start getting hit with more and more NFL stuff. So since we're talking basketball, let's go ahead and get it off the board. I'm going to wait to give mine a little later in the week because I'm on every single day, but you won't be back on until Friday. So I kind of wanted to get an idea of who your final four is. I'm going to give you one participant in the final four, and then we'll go from there. Okay. But I want to get your final four first. So, so so who are you leaning on your final four? I'm not locking you in. If you decide to change it in your bracket, it is what it is. But today, where, where are you thinking?
4: If I had a stalwart today, and I, I did, uh, n- I looked at it briefly. Obviously, watch all the shows. I didn't, however, completely make my bracket yet. But if I, I have a good idea, so if, if I were to break it down and all that good stuff, let's start here in the bottom left. I like Alabama making it out, or I like Alabama making it out of their conference. And I honestly, I know a lot of people have a lot of questions about them with all the crime stuff going on with their best player and whatnot. But I I do like Alabama um, to represent themselves, and they have Corpus Christus and Missouri State round one, potentially Maryland round two. I think they can easily – well, nothing's easy in March Madness, but I I like them getting there. Then if you look into the Midwest region, that's where Houston is the one seed. I'm not going to be as cliche to go with the one seed here. I'm actually going to go a little bit of a sleeper route in this thing. Nothing too crazy, but I have, uh, believe it or not, because you got Houston, Miami, Indiana, and Xavier, Texas, et cetera. I like, call me crazy, but I like um, Xavier potentially getting – to the final four out of there, I think Penn State makes a little bit of a run. I think they win a couple games. Ultimately, I think it's too much for them. Then out of my West region, uh,
3: Xavier.
4: Xavier, perhaps, and, and that's just that, thats just a rough look right now. It, it's because I'm not too keen on Houston right? I think they could run into Auburn in that second round. Miami is a tough round one matchup in Drake. I'm not so, so sure.
3: As you didn't say, Penn State, Penn State's in that region.
4: <laughs> I, I do got them going on a run. I got Penn State. I, maybe, you do. <laughs> I, I got them going to at least the Sweet 16, hoping for a little more there. Um We'll see how that happens. So I am between like an Xavier or a Penn State, potentially. I would have liked Texas a lot if they didn't have to succumb to the uh, coaching drama this off season, or, you know, surrounding them and whatnot. Out of the West, a little bit, some might say it's a surprise because you do have Kansas, you do have UCLA over there. I like the former one seed from the beginning of the year, UConn, if they are able to get hot. I know they have a tough Iona-led team by Rick Bettino in round one, but this UConn team showed a lot of heart, hustle, and muscle, especially early on. So I like them. And then coming out of the last but not least, East Region, I do like Marquette seemingly coming out of there for now. So as of right now, I got Xavier, Yukon, Marquette, and Alabama. If I had to pick a early, early, early Final Four. All
3: right, run that by me one more time. Xavier,
4: Marquette. Xavier, Marquette, Alabama, and Yukon as my very early Final Four which you know, actually, right now, screw it, I'm doing it live. Why not have the cojones bounce Xavier and, and and throw me the Nittany Lions as my surprise in there? Give me the Nittany Lions making it to the Final Four. Who cuts down the nets? I got yeah. Alabama right now. I know all the controversy regarding Brandon Miller and whatnot, but they're they're just playing incredible basketball. I'll they bring- What
3: though, man? Some some of those shirts that some of the fans were wearing. I don't know if you saw any of these at the at the site, at the uh, SEC championship game. I mean, you talk about in poor taste Um, that that just makes me even more where there's no way I can pull for them. And I know it's not every Alabama fan. I get that. But when there's when they're wearing T-shirts, you know, a a young mother died. Right. Mm -hmm. And they're wearing T-shirts like saying things like you know, we're killing it this year in, in the sec or we're murdering our way to the, to the national championship. I mean, it's just, it's in such poor taste. Like I can't even begin to wrap my head around why anyone would even think that that would be cute or funny.
4: It's it's very distasteful. And when you have sad stuff like that happens, it does make it really hard and impossible to pull for such a team so i i do think that you're right you know they're not going to do themselves any favors they're not going to get a lot of people behind them heck i might not even root for them given all what they've done and been through and now this distasteful type of thing but they are playing at a heck of a level i'm interested look,
3: look i i'm with you they're they're i mean when you consider brandon miller probably the number one pick over or at least should be the number one pick overall. Now that's assuming that they don't find out more about him and he gets implicated into a, I mean, if they end up throwing something at, at him that could prevent him from playing basketball for the next several years, obviously things change, right? Correct. Yeah. Brandon Miller, talent wise, there is no question he's. I think he's the player of the year in in college basketball. It's just a shame that he got involved in this. And I saw people talking about wrap your head around this. What if he? What if he falls down the draft? And the Memphis Grizzlies draft him <laughs> to have him mentored by Ja Morant.
4: Oh my lord! And can yeah. you can you imagine that? Yeah, and, and, and you know Brandon Miller, Albarant's wheel wheelman. <laughs> oh, I, I've seen or a couple memes, seen a couple memes where it's like, look, Miller's throwing Jaw the alleyoop, or vice versa, and they're both on the hard court floors in a prison or something. But really sad to see these young athletes making such poor decisions, you know. And regarding the Miller thing, my last taste on it whatever ends up happening, put yourself in a better situation.
3: I really think it comes more down to the character of the person. Um, it really makes you, it just, it just makes you wonder. I still don't want to jump to judgment because I still believe in the, in the you're innocent until proven guilty. Me as well, but man, there's a lot of things pointing. I mean when there's that much smoke there's usually some fire and and that's another thing. Um anyways, I'll give you one team right now in the final 4. And I think Alabama will make it, but I just there's no way I can pick them. I just I can't do it. But they've got the easiest route. They're in Birmingham to start it all off. But there's – I just – I don't know. I would feel dirty putting them in there. So I can't put them in there, so I'm going to give you a different one. I haven't decided who I'm going to pull. I mean, there's not a lot to pick from me in that, in that region, to be honest with you. Mm-hmm. I'm just hoping for a miracle upset from somebody. But when you look at the fact that they're, they're going to face either San Diego State or Virginia, most likely, in the Sweet 16, and then who's down there at the bottom that's going to knock them off? Creighton? NC State Missouri Missouri's going to do it hmm. Arizona I Arizona I I, I get the third two seed but I think they're kind of a weak two seed um I am going to go Jeez, if it wasn't for the uh for the injury I really wanted to take UCLA but that kid being out for the season i just don't know if they're going to bounce back from that it's so hard to to go back to back i cannot put
4: kansas in there mhm and bill self is going through some troubles you know i, I some bracket seems so stacked to me and then you look at alabama and then i know arizona won the pack yada 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 but they beat ucla without their best player but man there's just no meat on those bones. It's like Virginia, Maryland, West Virginia, just a bunch of eh. You know, it's it's hard. You don't I'll want to pick what, Bama. But. I'll tell you what.
3: Uh, let's take a quick break when I come back. When we come back, I think I think I got it figured out, uh, the first one. We'll be back in a flash. We, we got to take a quick commercial break. When we come back, I'll give you the first one. I'm going to give you the team coming out of the Midwest. We'll be back here on the key. And <clears throat> Braves Country HD, Ravio Stream. Keep it locked in here on 99.1 FM.
2: He only has three rings.
1: Hockey season, and that means new merch over at rdragonsmerch.com. Get the latest designs and some of our fun new souvenirs ahead of what's sure to be a great hockey season. Celebrate another season of River Dragons hockey by getting a new look to wear on game days or surprise the big-time sports fan in your life with a new keepsake that will make them a River Dragons fan for life. Order online right now at rdragonsmerch.com. That's the letter R, dragonsmerch.com. We'll see you at the rink
2: Hey, sports fans, it's Rod Peterson here, host of The Rod Peterson Show, inviting you to join us daily for two hours of Atlanta's Funnest Sports Talk right here on WQEE. I say fun because it is. You've never heard a show like it because we make the listeners a part of the show. Every day between noon and 2 p.m. Eastern, you'll hear plenty of the best sports talk, including the latest on the Falcons, the Braves, and more. And who knows, you might even hear you. That's the Rod Peterson Show, daily at noon, right here on WQEE 99.1 FM. Le'Veon Bell,
3: he put out a single for people to listen to on Twitter of a rap album that he's really proud of. He asked... For people to critique it. Keenan Allen, the receiver of the Chargers, came back with the trash emoji. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Appreciate your honesty. And what's even better, and I can't do it justice because we're on radio, you've got to see the video. <laughs> the video that he put up. Oh, my God. It's like the most funny and exciting thing I have ever seen because it's like really bad late 80s, early 90s rap video. But anyways, the video <laughs> is the best part of the whole thing. He's got a hoodie on. It's, it's staged almost like black and white. He's like under a bridge somewhere where there's like a bonfire going. Hard times. So, so like, yeah. Hard you times. Know, you know, hard times for a guy. He, can relate. Millions. he yeah. can relate. But the funniest part is when he's got the hoodie on, he's doing poses and stuff like that and kind of jiving around. And then at a, <laughs> this is the funniest part. Out of nowhere. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. I can't get it out. He comes up from under the screen. So in other words, like. Like, like, Like from the Muppets or something? (laughs) Almost like the
1: Muppets.
3: (laughs) When you see just the the figure just come straight up, yes, yes, the kid comes straight up while he's also in the background. Uh It's like the worst thing put together Uh ever. I don't know how to edit a video. We could do better than this. I'm telling you. Who's the director, (laughs) Pouncy? Armchair. Welcome back to Braves Country. Mack McGinn, the armchair quarterbacks, weekdays, 3 to 5 p.m. Drive time on WQEE. Welcome back. A little March Madness action. If you want to join in on the fun, free to join, free to enter. Braves Country HD. Go to our Facebook page, go to our YouTube page, go to our Twitter page. You'll see the link in the comments on our YouTube page. Uh, and then they're pinned to the top of the Facebook and Twitter page Braves country HD. You're going to see a link there to join the March madness contest and the winner this year gets a gift card to fanatics just in time to get you a brand new ball cap or whatever you want for, for opening day of the Braves or hockey. We're heading, I mean, we're not far away from the Stanley cup playoffs. If you're an NBA fan, um, I would suggest don't buy anything with the Hawks on it. That has Trey Young's name on it. (laughs) It may be a moot point during the off season, but we're, Anyways, uh, go ahead and get in there today, and uh, should should be a lot of fun. I'm gonna go ahead and pick my team out of the Midwest, and I'm man, I'm on the fence because I I don't I don't have a very strong opinion about any of these teams as far as making a deep run. I do like your Penn State team to to win that first game. Um. That, by the way, that's a heck of a first round matchup for a seven and 10 seed for the two teams to be in two power conferences that, that, uh, lost it in the conference championship games for them to be the seven and 10 seed. It's pretty
4: rare. Mm -hmm. I I thought each were going to get a little better. Quite frankly, I get it. I know where they're coming from. You only got so many seeds, so many teams at the end of the day both fell a little short, but again, I just look at Iowa. I look at U of I Northwestern to me. Penn state should have got at least equal, if not a little better than some of those teams.
3: Yeah, I agree. Um, When we talk about our brackets Thursday and we'll go through all of them on Thursday, as the games are going on and whatnot, I've got some real upsets, but we're, we're just talking the final four right now. So each day, Next few days, I'm going to give you – well, I'm going to give you two on Wednesday because obviously we, we come on at 3 o'clock, uh, 3 to 5 every day. By the time we come on Thursday, games will have already started. So I'm going to give you the Midwest today. Tomorrow, I'll probably give you the South, and then I'll give you the uh, the West and East on, on Wednesday. Man, I I'm going to go with Houston. I've watched them quite a bit, and they're pretty good, but the biggest thing that concerns me is that injury. It doesn't sound like he's going to be down long-term, but I would like to have a little more information, but I'm going to go ahead and and, and get the Midwest one picked. So right now I'm going with Houston. If, if it comes out that they could be losing one of their – uh, key players for long-term, then I I got a backstroke out of that. But uh, right now,
4: I'm going to say Houston. I like that. I mean, they've been the most consistent all year and out of that bracket.
3: If Penn State can get that W against Texas A&M, that Texas, f- first of all, that second-round game should be fun no matter what because Penn State, I think Shrewsbury, he, he may be the best coach in the Big Ten.
4: If I'm big, if I'm Penn State, I do whatever I can to lock him in long term right now.
3: Yes, because folks are are starting to recognize him, right?
4: Yeah, uh, and all these have coach openings right now too.
3: The other thing would be is that let's say Penn State can't pull off the win, you could have Texas A&M versus Texas in the second round. Mm. But with that being said. I'm telling you right now, that Colgate team, I've watched them a lot this year. I've won a lot of money on Colgate this year. That is a bad matchup for Texas, and they better be careful. And that's why I have a hard time taking Texas deep into my bracket. It's not that I don't think Texas is good. They proved against Kansas that they are absolutely, absolutely phenomenal team.
4: Mm -hmm. That is correct.
3: what, What they've done on the fly, adjusting to all the turmoil in that Texas locker room. I mean, why, why hasn't Texas gone ahead and named him head coach already? I don't understand that.
4: Yeah. For the filling job that he's did, it should be pretty easy at this point. Right? It would, it would do Texas.
3: It would do them good for him to go jump ship somewhere. I can't think of a, of a school at the top of my head that, that he could jump to, but it, it, it would serve them right because nothing you lock him up today. If you're Texas today, a rejuve, it look, it puts a shot in the arm of those kids going into the, into the tournament and it's well-deserved. He just won you the big 12 championship. Not the regular season, but he won you the Big Twelve championship, and it's not like he—it's not like they came out of nowhere. They were the two seed in in the Big Twelve.
4: Yeah, and as you said, he better—they better be careful because some other notable fit. There's Texas Tech open, Notre Dame open, Georgetown open, Saint John's open. So you know, you got some big openings out there.
3: Do you know what I'm hearing about Saint John's?
4: Who's that? Tell me. Tell me. Rick this. Pitino. Yes, baby. And then I I heard, too, Ole Miss linked up with Chris Beard today as well. huh? Speaking of some trouble.
3: Yeah, that news broke uh, days ago.
4: Yeah, I I know it broke days ago. He's – I don't know, man. (laughs) Ole Ole Miss.
3: Doing what they can. I would say that that their sleaziness knows no bounds, but (laughs) they play in the same conference as Alabama, so – it's a it's a duel right there. Patrick Peterson, breaking news is heading to the Steelers.
4: Mm-hmm. That's a nice move for them. That's a very big move for them, as we're seeing a lot of defensive backs fly off the board right now.
3: There's a five twelve upset every single year, or usually. What's your favorite five twelve? Look out! It could happen.
4: One that I'm thinking, and I hope B-Rabbit isn't listening, I I, I think Drake could really take it to Miami. I've watched Drake in their conference championship. They really put a hurting on Bradley, and Bradley was the one seed in that conference. Drake's offense makes him a pose and a threat to anyone. Miami kind of, they got off to a really good start, played a really good middle under the year, late in the year lost a couple close ones they had. I'd look out for Drake over Miami is one that I like.
3: Drake is very dangerous. The one that I got my eye on is uh, VCU upsetting St. Mary's. Mm.
4: I could see that happening as well. I think I was between those two. To me, those two are the top two choices.
3: Yeah, i I don't see Duke falling. They're playing really good basketball, and I don't see. I I would be shocked of San Diego State falling.
4: I was shocked Charleston got it. I know Charleston's pretty good, but I thought they'd get a 13, 14 seed. They worked their way up to a 12 seed. Any other
3: shockers that you got in mind?
4: Yeah. Now this one, I'm not quite sure. Obviously you go out on a limb with any upset you got going on for you, but, uh, I, I, again, I don't know if they'll win the game, but I think UC Santa Barbara is really going to give Baylor everything they could handle. To me, Baylor played a bad second half of the season. They lost um, to many teams that were either on their level or a little less than theirs. I know it's a 14-3 matchup, but I would not be surprised if Baylor if Baylor ends I like up... that one a lot. I really the, do losing to Santa I'm Barbara. i will tell you
3: right now, man, Xavier better watch out, baby. Kennesaw look out now.
4: And honestly, that's another reason why I switched to Penn State as well. Not even kidding. I seen Xavier was playing Kennesaw in a first round matchup and I followed him because of you did and I know how tough they could play.
3: Them and you uh, see Santa Barbara, I watched three of their games over the week. Week slash weekend. I know that's an extensive amount of <laughs> <laughs> That's an expensive amount of UC Santa. You would not believe my layout Saturday night, man. <laughs> my wife was rolling her eyes. going i'm i'm I'm, I'm, I'm out of here. So I had five or six devices going. I was watching the WBC, but the rest was all college basketball. I was out there with the dogs. Uh, they were fighting tooth and nail like they always do, just wrestling each other. And, uh, man, I mean, I was absolutely locked in.
4: That's awesome, man. Yeah, that, that's a
3: moment. you a game, man. I, I mean, there was that. I'll tell you the one that shocked me was, uh, oh, shoot. It was the late game. I'm trying to think of the name. Uh, it's one of the early seeds. Uh, shoot.
4: Oh, what Texas Southern is that?
3: No, no, no. Oh, shoot. It's, I'll think of it in a second, but. Grand uh, grand Canyon. Mm. They blew out Southern Utah. If you look at the statistics and you look at the previous matchups, it should have been a really good game. And honestly, grand Canyon is not the better team, Mm -mm. but they were unconscious behind the three point line.
4: Yeah, I know my really good friend who works for Bleacher Report, he thought at one point Southern Utah was a team of destiny. So there goes that. But, hey, it goes to show March Madness is over in a quick little snap. Yeah. I, the – who is
3: – I've got this up on a small screen. The Missouri game.
4: Are they playing Utah State? Yes, I believe that sounds that is correct.
3: a dangerous matchup. That is a dangerous matchup.
4: Yeah, and I'm back and forth on Missouri and Utah. I, I like Utah State. I'm back and forth on Missouri.
3: And well, the thing is, Missouri's back and forth on Missouri. <laughs> you don't they're so Jekyll and Hyde, you don't know who's gonna show up. You really don't. I'll tell you what, Creighton has an opportunity to make a run as well. NC State should not give them problems. They'll beat Baylor. UC Santa Barbara actually gives actually gives them more of a more of a matchup nightmare than uh, what Baylor does because because Baylor has such a hard time consistently scoring. Creighton, if they find their way into that matchup versus Arizona, but Arizona could get tripped up, right? Mm hmm. If they find their way into that matchup, what is that, the Sweet 16? Mm-hmm. That could be one heck of a ball game.
4: Yeah, I, I totally agree with you. And real quick, since you mentioned NC State briefly, I'm really shocked they ended up getting in, to be honest. That was one team I was not thinking would end up sneaking their way in.
3: It is absurd that Vanderbilt didn't get in. <sighs>
4: I would have picked them or Rutgers over NC State.
3: I would have picked Clemson over NC State. And and they always go, well, the quad one wins, the quad two wins, blah, blah, blah. Clemson beat NC State two times, or is it three times this year? Two or three I- times this year, and none of the matchups were close. None of them.
4: Yeah, now that you mention it, holy crap! Yeah, that one flew right over my head as well. It's like, what are we doing? Let
3: me find it real quick because I was looking at it before the the uh, before it came out. They beat NC State eighty to fifty four.
4: I think they blew out Pitt as well maybe uh Clemson.
3: They beat NC State 78 to 64. I thought there was a third game but maybe those are the only two. They played
4: him in the tournament, they beat him 80 to 54.
3: Okay, so but and was then they right beat before? him Oh they yeah beat. yeah and then right before that before the tournament started this I skipped right over. It. 96-71. Kill them in all the games. They beat them three games and fifty-one. Three games they beat them by sixty-five points,
4: and 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 they beat Pitt, who ended up squandering out. And you know, I I just don't get how teams like NC State and Pitt who did worse in conference and lose to, they went a total of four, zero against Pitt and NC state. And they didn't get in in
3: conference. Trying to figure out why in the, what in the world is this Um, in conference play? Well, I don't have it in front of me. I don't know what in the world, I went to standings, and some other weird thing popped up where it's got
4: percentage wins. Um, Clemson had 14 wins in conference, NC State only 12.
3: Okay, that's what I thought, because I'm looking at the at the winning percentage margin for whatever reason.
4: And, yeah, they had as many as Pittsburgh as well. So Clemson had as many as Pittsburgh, more than NC State, and went 4-0 against them, two overall.
3: I mean, what are we doing?
4: I, I don't get how you when can they
3: put NC state in fraud. Nothing but a fraud. I don't think Pittsburgh should be in there over Rutgers or over Vanderbilt. Vanderbilt should have been Vanderbilt. You, you know, my feeling on Vanderbilt. Look, I know that they got housed against, uh, a but, but they knocked off Kentucky. They, they played as well as anybody and they play tomorrow night against Yale and I'm riding me some Vanderbilt in the NIT tournament. What is your walk-off?
4: Yeah. My walk-off is uh, watch watch NCAA committee. They're a little shady, but no real quick, me and Joey tonight meeting the Brooklyn brawler wrestling legend at a local event. Can't wait for that. Shout out to Steve Lombardi, the Brooklyn brawler.
3: All right, brother. Uh, we will be back tomorrow. Tomorrow's Tuesday, so it'll be Joey. It'll be... Oh, tomorrow's the uh, Braves Braves report. We're going to start doing those on, on Tuesdays and Fridays to start it off. And we're going to get you caught up in Atlanta Braves. And look, more and more things are happening in the NFL. Keep it locked in here on the key. Brian Snow Show is up next. We will be back tomorrow, live 3 to 5. Get your morning started off right. Rhino Radio Penitentiary, 7 a.m. to 10 a.m. WQEE all day long. Let's go. Mm hmm.
4: (laughs) Goodbye,
3: sweetheart. It's time to go.
1: (laughs) We're back tomorrow with another show. Well, unless we're fired, we'll talk to you then.
3: Goodbye, sweetheart. Goodbye. Goodbye. Guys and gals, it's time to go. We'll see you on the next show. Same that time, same
2: that channel.
3: Thanks for listening to Braves Country with Mac McGee and the Armchair Quarterbacks on 99.1 FM WQEE The Key in Noonan, Georgia, and simulcasting on youtube.com forward slash at Braves Country. Braves Country comes your way weekdays, 3 p.m. Eastern to 5 p.m. Eastern. Please follow, like, and subscribe today. Armchair Quarterback Radio, your first choice for Southern sports.
1: Something of the 5th of September. Something of the 5th of September. She said a lot that I can't remember. Something of the 5th. Can I get another cigarette, please? Can I get another cigarette, please? Yeah, I know I live through regret it. Just give me another cigarette.
3: You're listening to WQEE 99.1 FM, The Key in Noonan, Georgia. Friday, March 17th, St. Patty's Day with Braves Country. The Atlanta Braves are in Fort Myers, Florida to take on the Boston Red Sox. Braves Country baseball right here on the key, giving you play-by-play, pitch-by-pitch of your Atlanta Braves.
2: That's Friday,
3: March 17th, 1 p.m. Eastern, St. Patty's Day, with Braves Country on WQEE.